0: All right, so welcome, everybody. Uh, Thank you for coming to my uh, Prospero Sunday meeting. Today is June 14, uh, 2020. And the title of my talk, this is the seventh time I am talking on this title, which is The Mysterious Journey of Waking Up. And what's that about? It's about becoming a self-directed individual rather than an impulsive reactor. Bunch of words, huh? I will talk a little more about this. So I just thank you very much for your interest in waking up. And I'd just like to start kind of quietly with a, a little meditation. I'd like to ask you to relax, take a nice breath of air, and look around your home. You are in your home. Look around and notice. You'll probably notice, first of all, your computer and the desk that it's on. Maybe feel feel the chair you're sitting in. Um, Maybe you have um, some books around you, maybe you have um, a a lamp or a window, just look around and notice that this is your world that you have created through your choices. It's your personal choices. You went down to the store and you purchased that painting on the wall or you purchased um, the book uh, you purchased the you are renting the apartment or you purchase the apartment that where you're living because it suits you. It's some of your choices. So honor yourself. As a capable person capable of making choices and this is your world that you've created through your choices. And now take a step into another realm, not too far away, looking at these things that you see, whether it's a frame around a painting or it's a table or a book or a chair or a lamp. These things were not, probably not created by you. Some other human being created the painting or the frame, the window, the table, the chair, some other human being in this world had an idea. They wrote a book. They found a publisher who said, yes, we'll publish this book. Some, some individual, another human being, put it in their bookstore and you went to the bookstore and bought it. So take a moment. To honor with gratitude the other human beings that you share this world with. It's not possible for us to live in the world, in this world that we live in, without there being other human beings. And now, one step forward into the third realm that I'm referring to. And that would be the realm that we seldom think about, but yet it is always here. You could call it the the universal consciousness realm, the intelligence of life realm. Okay, just think for a moment about the breakfast that you had that is probably now being digested in your body. And I'll bet money that you do not have to talk to your body and tell it after you eat the sandwich or whatever. And you don't have to go down there and say to your stomach, okay, release enzyme 4237 or whatever. You do not. Your intelligence, the intelligence of your body knows what to do and if you put good food into your body it really helps your body know what to do eating nutritionally is good and then think about in this realm of intelligence the atoms in your body that make up your body the atoms and molecules the atoms are moving constantly it's a flow of energy constantly the atoms in your body The next minute flow into the computer, the next minute flow through the walls, the next minute into the tree outside. Life is flowing constantly, constantly. So take a moment to feel some gratitude for this higher intelligence. The trees have it, your body has it, the universe is filled with intelligence. And we'll talk a little more about this. So I'd like to begin our talk today with a Chinese proverb. The proverb is tension. Tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. So today I'm going to talk about tension and relaxation and healing because we're living in a world where a lot of stuff is going on and we're all getting a little bit worked up about it. I believe that we are able to heal as we can relax. And we are able to relax as we are able to wake up and know who we really are. So a lot of us live constantly not really knowing who we are. Kind of in that tension of trying to be something that we think we should be. But we're going to learn that there are there are a number of tools and I will be talking about one tool that can help us relax and know who we are. And this is important today because of things like the coronavirus that we're all dealing with, whether we're self-isolating and not deal, not having family come over and give them all a big hug. We are not able to do that right now. And then we watch television and we see, I was filled with um, just a feeling to watch millions of people all around the world marching in the streets of the cities of Europe, in the streets of the United States, all over this country. In Madison, Wisconsin, uh, all over every city. People standing up with signs saying racism, no, Black Lives Matter, let's get rid of the violence of the police. it is a time of a wake up call. On June 5th, I'll give you a statistic about the employment, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, on June 5th said that there are 21 million people that in the United States that are unemployed. So that's a lot of people now that might've changed. There might be more people the next day, but that's a lot of people, 21 million. How are they paying their rent? How are they paying their mortgage? How are they dealing with their day to day without work? Racism is a problem. We've had this problem a long time. Poverty is a problem. We've had it for a long time. Anxiety is a problem. Hmm. Frankly, our culture, human culture right now is choking, choking with fear aggression behaviors, old beliefs that are unconsciously guiding us. Do you, do you agree? These are unconscious fears, unconscious angers, frustrations, um, so listen to a bit of what I want to talk about regarding something you can do that is positive to um, move forward. And so I am going to talk about tension and relaxation. The word tension, T-E-N-S-I-O-N, that comes from the Latin and it means to stretch um one example that i think of when i talk to my drawing students about the richness of the darks and the lights and the drama that you bring darks and lights together they produce drama picture yourself walking down the street in your neighborhood and ahead of you is a beautiful beautiful bush but beneath the bush is a very dark shadow. You see the bush move in a way. To give you an example of stretching, you will, if you see this, you will stretch, The muscles of your eyes will kind of stretch and tense, trying to understand what is in that dark area, right? What's in there? Um, Tension is natural. Stretching is natural. And now let's talk about relaxation. It means to be free from tension. And that's natural too. So I'm gonna talk a little more about um, thinking concretely is what we do when we are tense or when we are stretching to um, get to the office on time or we're stretching to understand why did she say that or stretching and tense. So let's talk about concrete thinking. Very simply, it is thinking about what I call the concrete physical reality. We all have a body. It's physical. We all have a table and a computer, and we live in a world of physical objects. And in this kind of thinking, I call it a kind of thinking, that we are physical, we also think of ourselves as separate from, I'm over here and you're over there. You're separate from me. This thinking concretely is that you are nothing but a physical object in a physical world, separate, alone, not in control, kind of anxious and kind of tense, stretched as you try to succeed, try to win, try to make something happen, try to be accepted. This is what that little expression from the Buddhist said, tension is who you think you should be. And we live as physical beings. And remember what Thane always said is you got to learn to move back and forth between what he called matter space and mind space. Now I'm talking about Concrete thinking, which is thinking you're separate, just physical, and everything is physical, but if you have any mental opening to understanding what the scientists tell us about the atoms, we are made up of atoms, we are made up of molecules, and that these things are constantly flowing, we don't know what that is, that's not our material world, but it's an actual reality that is part of our world, and we need to pay more attention. So I'm going to say we have concrete thinking, matter-based thinking, which creates tension because we're always separate from the world around us. That is a certain kind of tension, and we live with that tension when we think we're physical objects thinking abstractly is different. How so? Well, to think abstractly means to let go temporarily of, of the need to control what's right in front of you and focus instead upon an, a principle. And what's a principle? It's It's... It's a presence like harmony. Harmony. Things are flowing smoothly. And in your world right now, you could focus your mind on the harmonious flow in your life. That would be thinking abstractly. Another um, principle in relationship to some of the things going on in the world right now, like racism and police brutality, which is creating anxiety and tension and what's wrong here. Focus on the principle behind that. What could that be? Did you hear me? I think I said my thing was unstable. Okay. The principle behind police brutality and racism is justice. Is that not? a principle that is available, but it's abstract. It's interesting, isn't it? The abstract is something that is here now, back and behind of the concrete physical world. And as we focus our minds on the principle back and behind, we begin to open up, we begin to relax, and we begin to open up in a new way. Have you heard, are you familiar with a a practice called self-observation? So self-observation is sitting quietly and Observing yourself as you sit there, maybe observing the, <clears throat> the muscles in your shoulders or neck. Hmm, I could relax those a little bit. Uh, self-observing your thoughts. Self-observing uh, where, how, how you, where your hands are placed, just observing that they feel relaxed or maybe they're tense self-observation is (coughs) a little different from i'm going to observe um i'm going to observe the children playing outside that would be i'm looking at things outside of me and i'm watching and making sure they're doing things okay self-observation is observing how you are using your awareness I think thinking abstractly is what self-observation needs too. I have a little podcast that I've created called Thinking with New Eyes. And that's what I do believe thinking abstractly helps you open up to, seeing this world with new eyes. going to tell you a little story about um, when I was, when I was, a few years ago, I was in college and I was asking, asking this question of my professors. I would sit in the college class and I would say to myself, is this professor telling me the truth, whether it was about history or it was about art or it was about humanity, whatever the class I was taking, is this professor telling me the truth or are they telling me what they were told by their professors? And uh, I asked that same question to my parents in my own mind, I didn't ask them. <clears throat> but they would tell me things to be, my mother was kind of fright frightened a lot of the times. And she would tell me, oh, don't talk to anybody that you don't know. Don't talk to this or that. And I was just asking, now I know my mother loved me and was trying to guide me correctly. I know that much. But is she telling me the truth that I can't, I should not trust somebody I don't know? Is that the truth? Is that her opinion? And to me, there was a difference between just somebody telling you their opinion and there was a deeper truth. So that kind of led me <clears throat> to explore the deeper truth. And at that time, I was also reading a book uh, called by Spensky. The book was called In Search of the Miraculous. And um, Spensky was a student of Gurdjieff, and Gurdjieff. Uh, G-U-R-D-J-I-E-F-F is a a long-standing, well-known, highly respected teacher. And he was the one who said, everyone is asleep to who they really are. Everyone needs to wake up. And then he used this little example, like everybody lives in the basement of a four-story home. And if people would wake up, they could climb up to the first story or the second story or the whatever, but up in those upper stories, there are talents that are already within you that you would be able to access. There are abilities that you would be able to employ in your life, but no people stay in the basement running around saying, Oh, this is terrible. I ain't going to make it over here. And you know what I mean? So this to me was really important. I said, I don't know who I am. That's what I said to myself. And there are times where I, I've i got a lot of growing yet to do. This is huge. To to wake up to who you really are is huge. So um, when I graduated from college, then I went back to San Francisco. And that's when I met Thane and the Prosperos. And I then began to use the tools in the Prosperos to, um, free myself a little bit here and there from concrete physical matter-based kind of thinking. This is all I am. And uh, how am I going to make it kind of things to understanding the deeper principle of my life and to understand the deeper identity. Yes, I'm a physical being in a physical world. Yes, you are too. And also Your true identity is consciousness. And what does that mean? That means that as you learn to apply thinking with principle, that you will begin to live a different life. It will be a life that grows gradually more and more open to the greater understanding. So let's see. I'm going all over the place here. I'm not doing exactly what I thought I would do, which I guess is good. I think you, I think everybody, I don't know if there's anybody I could talk to today that wouldn't agree that we are living during a time where we must all evolve to a higher consciousness. This is everybody's looking at and seeing that, but what do you, how do you do that? How do you do that? So I want you to imagine a tool, imagine a tool in which you can use your own words that you use to describe what's going on. What's going on in my life? I'm unemployed. I don't have any work. I don't have any income can be what 21 million people are saying. They can use those words in with a tool. Maybe there's no money, no time. There's too much time. I'm self-isolating. I can't see people. The words that we use to describe our world are huge. Imagine the tool where you can use the words that you use to describe your concrete world and that you could use these words to translate back to abstract thinking. Concrete thinking creates limits, boundaries. Um, uh, Things are limited. We're all limited in a concrete world. But in the world of principle, that is back and behind this world, that is where things open up, the unpredictable good can flow through. You know, you use a spoon to eat soup, right? You need a tool, that watery, delicious soup. Cindy makes, my partner makes delicious soup, but you need a spoon, a fork won't work and a knife won't work. You need a spoon to get that delicious, nutritious soup into your mouth. So you need a tool. We need a tool for all kinds of things. But translation is a tool that I learned in the Prosperos to use words that you use to describe your world concretely. I don't have this. I don't have that. Two, what is present here? It's a total new tool that allows you to open up. To the unpredictable good that is here now. So, how am I doing? Yeah, good. Um, let me just say a little bit about the Prosperos. The Prosperos is a school of ontology. Ontology is the science of being. The beingness of all of us is here now. You do not have to pay money to get it. You don't have to uh, construct it out of something. It's in you. It is who you are, being, beingness, that's deep who you are. To wake up, to understand more about this deeper, True identity as consciousness, the ability to create and govern thought, that is the Prosperous curriculum. Now, we link science and spirituality. We link those two. And you know what? A lot of good teachers today link science and spirituality. I'll name a few. Alan Watts, Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay did that. Barbara Marks Hubbard did that. Many teachers do this. It is the thing that the crossroads offers are the tools. Translation is a word tool that you use to describe the concrete world that you live in and uh, re examine it in terms of principle. It's it's like people translate Spanish into English or they translate. Um, Bo, I think you got to put your um, you got a oh, mute on mute you're on. Yeah, mute, good, okay. Um, uh, what was I saying now, let's see. The translation is a tool that helps you to link uh, concrete thinking, I am a human being living in a world with other people of things, and this is a thing, it's a bottle, and you know, all of our things are separate things. But behind all of the concrete, physical reality, is a fundamental, cosmic, universal, ever-present, infinite mind intelligence. And you have access to that, but you will need to practice some tools. It's not just an intellectual, oh, that's good, I'm glad to hear that. It is something that you have to kind of use in your life to translate the concrete, to the abstract. Uh, I've been a mentor in the Prosperals for quite a number of years now. I've been practicing these tools in my life, and I'm very, very grateful for them. Am I a guru, some kind of a wow, some kind of? No, but I've been practicing is my life, and hopefully I will be uh, able to share some of this important work at this time that everybody understands yes oh yes we've got to evolve well the process of evolving is requiring that we learn how to think differently thinking abstractly is a huge key um so just remember as we get closer here now to the ending of my talk tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. Concrete thinking of yourself as a physical being separate from others, separate from time. I mean, there is a time, right now it says it is 134. um, And that constantly changes constantly changes and I look different 25 years ago and you look different 25 years ago Um, and we'll look different 25 years if we're here 25 years from now. Um, So the concrete physical world is constantly changing, constantly changing. Tension is when you think you're a concrete physical person and then that involves, oh, gosh, look at the time. I've got to be over there, or I should be this, or I should have this, or maybe whatever. There's all kinds of stuff constantly changing. The other kind of thinking is called abstract thinking. That where you, that's where you relate to principles that are ever-present. Being okay wherever you are, whatever you're doing. You can do this. It's called self-observation. Just calmly, wherever you are, whether you're waiting for a bus or a taxi or you're waiting for a friend, just sit quietly. Observe yourself and know that you are okay wherever you are, knowing that, and here it is, you are not in the universe The universe is in you. It's in me. It's in him and her. It's in each one of us. We are reflections of each other. So, tools. Tools that help us eat soup. Tools that help us uh, in Wisconsin, we have snow, so we need a snow blower to get the pathway cleared so we can walk around. Uh, we have shovels out in the garden so that we can uh, create space for the plants that we want to put. We have shovels and we have, we have, um, iPhone is a tool so that you can c- Call somebody up, the computer is a tool so that you can connect with people. Tools are important in our life. I am going to be teaching a tool called translation. And this tool is a word tool where you take the words that you're using to describe something going on in your life that doesn't feel whole and complete. And that can be anything. People don't work together well. Maybe there were some quarrels in your family, maybe some quarrels uh, at work, or you see what's going on in the world around us. Or maybe you want to translate leadership. Maybe you kind of say, gosh, uh, uh, unemployment is a big problem. These are problems. Now, the tool of translation is to help you open up your consciousness. You're not going to try to change the world first. First, you change your consciousness and that is how you change the world. You start with changing your consciousness. So this tool helps you to think abstractly. Translation is more than prayer, which is like beseeching, asking, something outside of yourself. God has become something outside of us. God is not outside of us. God is within us. And to translate is to connect with higher consciousness or God and to allow the principles, the principles to flow into your translation and into your consciousness. It's more, translation is more than affirming what you want. I worked with Louise Hay for 12 years. I I went around the world to different countries with her with her international teacher training. I love Louise. I think she's got many, many wonderful things and loving yourself is the key. But to affirm what you want, translation is much more than that. It's not just you in your physical self saying, all is well, I'm safe, and all that. It helps a little bit. Translation moves you further into really understanding the truth of you to get to know yourself. So let me do one closing meditation. Hold on. So here is a meditation that we will use to close today. I'd like you to think about your abstract Principled essential self. This meditation was found by Fain Walker, who founded the Prosperous, and it was carved into a rock on the beach somewhere in Scotland. And it is this: Oh, Christ consciousness. Now I have added Buddha consciousness. It could be Buddha consciousness. It could be universal self. It could be God. It could be principle. I use old Christ consciousness. My own eternal self. Live thou thy, thy life in me. Do thou thy will in me. thou thy will in me. Be thou made flesh in me. I have no will but thine. I have no self but thee. And so it is.